1: Welcome. Welcome to Beyond the Veil Horror, Horror Podcast. Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to be doing a lot of things today that deal with
0: underdwellers.
1: Ooh. What is that, you may
0: ask? That's, he's like like my balls because they're kind of below and <laughs> they're
1: dwelling. From cheese. <laughs> From cheese. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about a bad case of the chuds. hmm I had that once. <laughs> it sounds really bad, right? Yeah,
0: like I ate Filibertos at like three in the morning. I was wasted off my ass. I chudded all over the fucking front room and slipped all around. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ugh, he stood in a big pile of chud. Oh, Jesus. No, but we're going to be talking about chud movies and, uh, and Underwellers, pretty much. Uh, we we tried to go a little light this 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 week because um, we, we went pretty heavy last week with six movies. Uh, and I think a review.
0: Yeah, and and plus I want to I'll point out that Patrick couldn't be here because yeah he lost his cat which is totally not cool. And big
1: shout out to Merlin, we love yeah. you, brother. He he, uh, we're big fur baby fans out here. So yeah. if you're an animal fan, if you're not, I don't know what to say to you. You're a dick bag. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just like animals are just like my favorite family. But yeah, we're it sucks Pat can't be here today, but we love you. We will be doing uh, some pretty fun stuff today. We were tossing around the idea of whether or not we should do the grave plots this time around because yeah. we weren't sure because Pat wasn't here, and it just kind of makes it fluid with ideas. Having yeah. three heads is better than two, totally. You know what I mean? are really in a group. But I think we're gonna give it a whirl. Just we came up with like four extra names that we're just gonna we put in the cup. And we're going to do that. If you guys enjoyed that, please let us know. Um, we did have some feedback for that, so thank you for getting back to us. Specifically, Buzzkill Podcast, That's Laughing more Podcast. Oh, fucking cool, man. And I think somebody else hit me up, but I just can't think of their name offhand right because now. Because they're not that important. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just no, kidding. Everyone's I'm fucking... <laughs> important! <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, what have you been up to, man? Dude, uh, I just got back from AVN. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know what AVN is, it's basically like the Academy Awards for porno. Yeah, and it's it's kind of fun because you buy a ticket, you go to it's in Vegas, and they have like one whole floor that's like well actually they had multiple floors this year they had a lot more stuff than normal so you have an area that has all the porn stars out that you can go talk to meet get autographs and they have other levels where they're selling stuff other levels where they're doing exhibits but what makes it really cool and this is the dumbest reason ever because it's a convention everybody's giving out all kinds of free shit because they want to promo stuff right so you can literally just walk around like like I wanted to get a bag to put shit in so I walked over to the penthouse uh, exhibit and they gave us a penthouse bag that had like five different penthouse magazines in it <laughs> and then you like there's a guy walking around giving out free shit and he's just like please take this please take this please take this so I I brought some stuff They've for got Al- a gun to my head please <laughs> for the love of Christ I'm gonna I, get- I brought some stuff that I want to talk about oh. that I want to give to Alex. Uh it comes in this this You're very giving fancy- this to me or just letting me see it? Well the the pornos I'm going to I'm going to take home. <laughs> but the other stuff you can't have cuz oh, it's pretty okay. cool. Okay. It comes in a cherry pimp's bag. This is one of the first things that I I got. This is not amazing but it's still free. Okay. I didn't complain about it. You have an official Oh. Larry Flint's Hustler Club <laughs> lanyard. <laughs> this is a cherry pimp's lighter. Cherry but What's cool it has a a Bottle opener on the other end.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I just right. used the bottom of the lighter to Oh, pop I know, pops. but they figured
0: people were too stupid. The other <laughs> thing around. that was actually really cool is uh, I brought a... Okay, let me say this. When you go there, you're being inundated by everybody trying to like uh, sell you stuff, you know, uh, give you promo stuff. Flipping and I, cards, Yeah, too. flipping cards. <laughs> well, it is Vegas, dude. Yeah. No, but like... Um, I met this one guy who is a young guy, and he has his own porn company, and he had one of his girls with him. And he, I, it, Being that I've been in a band, I know what it's like to run a merch booth. I know what it's like to try to sell product and push it. Right. This guy was so cool and such a nice dude that I told him, like, dude, I know what it's like running merch. I know what it's like selling shit. Like, uh, I'm going to buy two of your movies. I don't even know who you are, but I'm going to fucking buy them to support you. Oh, okay, this guy's company is called... Handjob. <laughs> Wait, what? It's called Handjob Kings. <laughs> it says Royal Empire Productions. Uh, I bought uh, Chronicles of Father
1: Morgan and Body Art Volume 1. Let me see these. But uh, And I'm not making... Wait, Chronicles of Father Morgan. There's like a guy... Okay, guys, I'm just going to explain this. There's just... And nothing bad, actually, on this. This actually looks like a legit movie, uh, except for the... The nun spread leg on it. Uh, But there is a guy holding a church, like a Bible, and uh, he's got his little, you know, preacher cuff thing on his neck. And then on the back. (laughs) He's got a little wafer. Now, on the back, this is pure Christianity. Uh, There's a upside down cross dildo. Uh, That's interesting. A lot of O faces. Some penises. Uh, Let's read the back. (laughs) okay let me i'm ready now oh and there's a big vagina there okay (laughs) father morgan is the priest of a small catholic church where he preaches the good word to his flock he is god's right hand man he is the alpha and omega (laughs) father morgan has a problem though many of his nuns have recently begun struggling with their faith Sucks for him, right? (laughs) They want to remain devoted to God, but are finding it difficult to give up their sinful ways. Father Morgan knows exactly what to do to help. I bet he does. (laughs) His poor despondent girls, he needs to fuck the devil out of them. You have to check out this movie to see how skillfully Father Morgan yields his holy rod to set these sexy nuns. My rod and my scepter. To set these sexy nuns back on the righteous path. That sounds like a uh, drama. Is this a drama porn? Uh, It it could be. (laughs) I think it's up for an Oscar. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay, and Body Art Volume 1, it doesn't... Okay, the story is... (laughs) It has a story. uh, Vagina, penis, vagina, uh, bent over girl, smiley face. uh, That looks like someone I know. Okay, maybe not. But yeah, those are uh, some pretty interesting titles. The story seems a little weak on uh, Body Art Volume 1. Yeah. It, well, it, <laughs> what? Does it really need to be a story? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're not watching porn for plot. Yeah, I mean, if you're like 60, 70, story is probably very important. You know what I mean? At least.
0: <clears throat> but you know what I think
1: uh, this year? Well, there's a couple things I'm going to say about it.
0: This year, I think the top movie, if I remember correctly, was the Suicide Squad porno parody. What I was think, it called? I don't know what it was specifically called, but it was the parody of Suicide Squad that won. Suicide Squad? <laughs> Something like it. <laughs> Suicide a, Squirt. It just it feels like they should have been a little more
1: creative,
0: <laughs> you know. We went back to where the award ceremony was. We w- we wanted to see the award ceremony, but it's so expensive for seats. It's like three hundred some dollars, I think, to be able to actually see the, the award ceremony. Wow. So we 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 just went to the casino uh, where everybody was spilling out all the stars, you know, and we kind of got this kind of spot on the side. And uh, li- literally Ron Jeremy came out and kind of ducked under the rope kind of thing. And he walked next to me. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> did his penis brush you? I wish it did. <laughs> I'd, I'd ask it to brush my hair, but there's no hair to brush. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I've heard Ron is a really cool dude. Uh, I know I know people that have hung out with him and partied with him. Oh stuff. no, I mean I'm not making fun of. Oh, him. Oh no, of course not, dude. Because yeah. he's a nice guy, and yeah, he's uh, got a nice penis. Well, I, yeah, who doesn't like cock? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my takeaway. I had a great time. I think we're gonna go back next year.
1: Yeah, sounds like you had a really great time, though, man. Yeah. Uh, well, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, I did a, uh, I did some pretty amazing stuff. Um, a, a little uh, polarizing compared to what you're doing. Um, I went to church. Uh, we had a really good ceremony uh, for bloodletting. No, I don't know what the fuck I <laughs> I found Jesus. No, I was just making shit up. But In no, a man's butthole. <laughs> nothing quite as amazing as probably what you did. Yeah. Oh, I streamed. I live streamed. Oh, yeah. That's fucking cool, man. I haven't. I used to. Guys, if you don't know this, I used to do live streaming for fucking video games as as, under the name or the moniker Deacon Rain. Deacon Rain. Yeah. Deacon D E K O N R E I G H N. Deacon Rain and Blood. And you can find that on Twitch, by the way. If you guys are ever interested in us playing horror games, now I've thought about doing this because Tuesdays are kind of a. Slow day for the week for the podcast um, because we're doing stuff everywhere else. but uh, on Tuesdays I'm thinking about doing just like horror video games and like streaming it live. Oh it's cool, like PC games mostly. like I could do Xbox and PS4, but if, I already have a PC, so I might as well do that. I have both those too so but anyway, I did that I, I streamed some uh, Resident Evil uh, 7 uh, live, which is fun. Uh, it was interesting. I had a really good time. That was last night, actually. I got shit-faced. Uh, it, I got scared a few times and acted like a bitch. I'm so scared. Dude, I got scared like a motherfucker. Dude. I peed my pants. Didn't you do a stream where you uh, you did
0: dishes or something?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny thing is, and I posted about this on Twitter and obviously on Facebook, <laughs> On my personal profile, I actually streamed me washing dishes. <laughs> and to tell you a little bit of a background on why this started is because Kyle from Laughing Horror Podcast, me and him are really good friends, and we talk all the time, like, pretty much every day. And he was like, I forget what the fuck... Oh, I forget, oh that's what I said. I said that I was getting Resident Evil 7 because Christina was going to buy it for me. <laughs> And she told me that I had to wash the dishes if, I, if she was going to get this game for me. So I ended up washing the dishes. And then he was like, Kyle was like, oh, I'd pay to see that. And I was like, okay, here's the fucking uh, PayPal link. Go ahead and donate some money. And I'll go ahead and live stream it right now. And so I did on Facebook. And it ended up being really popular for God knows why. <laughs> Because it's funny. It it is, I guess. But I I was just being silly. Like, I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Uh, Yeah, but that's how stuff works. Like, I'm going
0: to go home tonight and and, uh, live stream myself cleaning out my cat's litter box.
1: (laughs) You should, dude. (laughs) I would watch that. But everybody was at work or something, and they were like, I don't know why I'm enjoying this. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, I I can't tell you either, because, like, honestly, this is ridiculous. (laughs) But Kyle thought it was really funny. He came on for a little bit. But, yeah, I had, like... I think it's like over 600 views, which in in the the bigger scheme of things really isn't that much. But for people to actually give that much of a shit about fucking me washing dishes. Well,
0: the the thing is too, like if, I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but like if you really do something like that and it catches on and it goes viral, right? then it's worth fucking tons of money. (laughs) Right, yeah. And that's that's the truth because a lot of these, I mean... Uh, like I, I've mentioned before, I watch a lot of Tosh right? And he plays a lot of videos of people doing stuff like that, completely benign, completely stupid. But it's it's so popular; that it's on like a fucking TV show. Well,
1: well, I would like to think that I'm entertaining, but in the in the bigger scheme, like why would anybody tune in in the middle of their work to watch someone wash dishes? But the funny thing is, is that one of my other buddies, who was in a band, he did a uh, stream of it too and he was blaming me throughout the whole thing he was like i'm gonna do this and i challenge everybody to ch- he was trying to like get it to go viral i guess that's uh as wonderful as my life is uh i've watched quite a few movies i watched i am a hero oh yeah from japan the only way you can Although, buy that you watched disc, it all the way how did you see it that far away no it's from <laughs> japan you can buy the blu-ray by the way for eighty dollars like, that's how ridiculously expensive it is. Wow. But it's this, like, huge pack that you can get. And I was like, I really wanted to see it. So I watched it. And I got to say, aside from some of the quirky, you know, typical sort of uh, tropes that you would find in Asian cinema, you know what I mean, with the quirkiness and fun stuff, it had some of the most graphic, fun gore. I've seen huh. in a while. Dude, I, I don't doubt that. I mean, look at any guinea pig film. And you know, Anne Horror from On Horror Amino, okay. she actually, uh, I believe she was the reason that I actually watched it, and I finally got around to watching it, and I was like, you know what? It has, like, this sentimental air about it, but it's really unique. When people get affected, their eyes, they <laughs> slide over to the right <laughs> and the left, so it kind of looks like you're just seeing <laughs> white eyes, and then it, like... It changes them. Some of them turn into, like, creatures like you would find in something like Silent Hill. Okay. And then other ones, they just have these memories where they do things, where they, like, one of them was, like, a sprinter, and he would just jump in the air and slam his head on the ground. Damn. And then he would run really fast, really fast around this parking lot, jump in the air really high, and slam his head on the ground. So his whole front lobe was caved in. Huh. But he was still animated. Like, in order to kill these things, you had to actually, like, destroy their brain 100%. So it was interesting. I don't know. Like, I thought it was really fun. Uh, It's about this uh, manga artist who decides that he wants to, you know, be a manga artist. He's not been very successful. Nobody takes him seriously. They think all of his ideas are boring as fuck. So he comes with this character who's got a shotgun and protecting this girl and fighting off zombies. And then the zombie apocalypse happens. Damn. So, but it is really graphic. There is, the body count in this is insane. Huh. But if you can make it through some of the soft, sentimental spots, I think overall, the the gory bits are really worth watching. There's one fat dude that gets his <laughs> head blown off, and then he, like, part of his brain's still there, and he's running at you with his head. Like split open and running at this, oh, this guy, is a zo- zombie guy. Yeah, damn, dude. Dude, it was so fucking cool, man. No, I got to check it out, man. Because I, 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 I like gore when it gets so excessive. It's it's insanely silly, dude. It's if you guys can find this, I mean, I had to find it through illegitimate ways, but I plan on buying it once they. I can't buy that special edition for eighty dollars. That is just ultra fandom. Um... But you can find it online, and I highly recommend if you can buy it and if they actually offer a copy for less to watch it. I am a hero. I'm going to check it out. So anyway, but that's pretty much it for me. So, Mm. but I think it might be that time, Mike. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me check my watch. Is it that time? It is. What time is it? Horseshots! So guys, we uh, Mike had a kind of an idea. We didn't, he didn't really know what the ingredients were. Well, the point is that you don't know. It's a mystery, right? Because it, it's it's located in the sewers, right. Of society, exactly. So we figured Mike decided it, and we posted a picture about this on our Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and Instagram. You can uh, check it out. It's a Double Down Saloon, Las Vegas ass juice shot glass. that looks like a toilet. Okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the, there's a there's a bar in Vegas. It's this punk bar that's really fun. That uh, they serve, they take all what's the leftovers of their bottles and they pour it all into this ceramic toilet, and then you you shoot it out of the toilet. Oof! But you can like, you know, buy the shot and take the toilet home. So I I have a toilet that I brought home from
1: Double Down. Nice. It's very uh... classy. <laughs> What we decided we were going to do, since this is kind of an American movie and it does involve toiletry, we figured we'd pick one of the bottom barrel fucking alcohols, <laughs> which is PBR, which I don't mind, by the way. No, guys. it's good. It's You
0: can drink it all day not uh, have to be your wife. Some... <laughs>
1: or, or maybe you do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But PBR... Uh, which I actually do enjoy for whatever reason. It's probably nostalgic. Uh, and then we're going to mix in Jack Daniels. So we're going to take one shot of Jack, fill this toilet thing up with beer. Maybe I should uh, live stream it on uh, Instagram. What do you think? Yeah, go for it. Okay, we are live. <clears throat> live and direct. The Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. Mm. Horror Shots. Hashtag Horror Shots. What we've done here? We're doing a uh, chud shot. That's what we're calling this. Yeah, I call it the, uh, the bad rota- case of rota- the chud's. shot. <laughs> bad case of the chuds. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up, Mrs. Somniac? Hello. What's up, Ms. Uh, we're going to be doing our horror shot right now, and uh, we're calling it the chud shot. Uh, the bottom barrel chud shot. I, I I thought it was a comedy called Case of the Chuds. Uh, you got a bad case of the Chuds? Or, Chud, or the Chud
0: Shard or something. There's Mike.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll just call it a bad case of the Chuds. Bad anyway, case of the Chuds. so this is what we're going to do. So we've got Yak, Janiels, and PBR, and then we have a double-down saloon Las Vegas toilet with poop in the bottom. <laughs> it's not real poop, but you know what I mean? It's you not? get the point. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Oh shit. I'm fucking drunk right now. <laughs> it's a bad case of the filibertos. All right, so Mike's going to do it first since he's always uh, the dickhead who uh, 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 uh never does his shot first. Did you get a good shot of what it looks like in the water? <laughs> oh yeah, it looks like fucking <laughs> look like fucking shitty poop water right there.
0: Let's see. I'm I'm going to see if I can actually like drink it out of the sh- cuz I normally it's a drink with a straw. Right. But I'll try to drink it straight No, out of no, the no.
1: You're going to just tuck it back, brother. Dude, don't get sexual with <laughs> it. I got to drink out of that shit, too.
0: <laughs> this is going to be difficult. All right. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of there.
1: Do it up, brother. Oh, look look how delicate he is drinking it out of the toilet. Shouldn't you drink it out of the front of the rim?
0: It is all about the you're rim. You're supposed to shoot it, dude. <laughs> Fuck, man. This is disgusting.
1: Hey, what's up, pretty portrayal? Welcome. We're doing our live horror shots for the podcast. We're actually recording this for the show, so you are a part of it, as well as Ms. Insomniac. We're gonna keep this in there. You go, drink it up, buddy. Come on, little feller.
0: <laughs> I gotta chase this man.
1: Come on, buddy. You're you're doing us. I like that.
0: Uh, a disservice. little pieces of poop on this that they put.
1: Yeah, it does make you not want to drink it. <laughs> uh, cheers. Thanks.
0: God, man, this is disgusting.
1: Drink it up, buddy. <laughs> Come on, man. He's got a little pink dress he's going to put on later. (sighs) And I borrowed it from you. (laughs) Come on. Pour that in there. No. Do you want me me to shoot you? No, no, no. I got
0: it. I got you, motherfucker. Watch me do it.
1: (laughs) That's why I took it in pieces, dude. That's why I wanted to do it all. (laughs)
0: Don't blow, dude.
1: Don't blow. I'm not gonna blow. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> uh yeah. Do not mix Jack Daniels and PBR together. Uh, we have three fans? Yeah, we got three people live Holy right now. Holy shit, man. I never thought we'd get that big. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought there would be at least zero. <laughs> I was, I was hoping like one and a half. It's like two people in, a, in an aborted fetus. <laughs> that was fucking cool, man. I like I like the idea of doing it live like that. That's really fucking cool.
1: But yeah, we did that live on Instagram. If you guys haven't already followed me, but it's AlexBTVCast. But anyway, guys, that's it for Horse Shots. Horse Show! Uh, what the hell do you have in your hand there, bro? Uh, it's my cock. It's pretty hard to see. It's the news! <laughs>
0: The fucking news. Uh, one thing I want to bring up. Uh, I don't know if I've decided if I'm gonna go for sure or not. I don't. I don't know that I actually will. Okay. But it, because uh, Todd Sheets is a guy that I've done some stuff with in the past. Uh, he has a paranormal radio show. He has a podcast. Uh, he does a lot of. What's the paranormal radio show called? Jackal of Radio, Jackal of Radio is his like um, moniker. Well, it's like his uh, production studio, kind of like like his consortium of podcasts. Okay, you know, I don't know, I forget what his actual podcast was called. Okay, but uh, he does a lot of paranormal stuff. I've, I've I investigated the Birdcage Theater with him. At one of his events, and I got some of my best evidence from him during that event. Okay. Also, uh, the Stanley Hotel. But come to find out, I didn't know this, the dude has been producing movies for like, I don't know, maybe like almost 20 years. He has a ton of movies under his belt. Okay. And he has a new movie coming out called Dreamy Purple Neon.
1: Yes. and uh, Which I've seen the trailer for. It looks kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, he did a premiere already in, I think, Kansas, but he's doing one tomorrow. In uh, L.A.? In LA. Or is it Pasadena? I don't even know. Well, I think it's technically Hollywood, but that's whatever. It's the same area. Right. You know, and I don't know if I want to go out there or not. I do actually want to go out there because I think it'd be really cool to talk to the guy. Fuck yeah. I I was thinking about getting like an actual interview on camera with him. Right. Uh, But the only thing is, is like, I am currently air quotes unemployed, (laughs) you know, and it does cost money to drive out there and get a hotel and shit. And whatever you're going to do out there. Yeah, Exactly. So I haven't fully decided if I'm going to go. I don't know that I will. but
1: Big was... shout-out to Marsha Miller for bringing that to our attention, by oh, the way. Oh, I know.
0: Because cause that's part of the reason I want to go out there, because she's good friends with him. Right. And I've actually investigated the birdcage with Marsha. Right. And so it wouldn't be this huge thing, because she was telling me that uh, she's going to go to the event, watch the movie, and then uh, they're all going to go grab
1: food afterwards. Nice. Well, the premiere is in Hollywood. Uh, I will put a link down below for the Vimeo trailer. I believe it's on Vimeo. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, but I'll put a link down below so you guys can check this out. It is a gore-tastic movie. Now, I can't promise you it's going to be the best entertainment as far as writing, but you are definitely going in for a ride with uh, this movie because it looks like it's like just off-the-wall, crazy gore. Uh, I'm definitely interested in the movie. I definitely want to see it. I'm not sure what it's going to be. I'm keeping my expectations at a 5 out of 10 so that I don't get too excited. But it does look cool. It really does.
0: Yeah, it looks like one of those movies where, like, uh, I don't want to say trauma, but... It's one of those movies that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Right. And it's kind of in on its own joke. It but, throws the kitchen sink in itself. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's cool. So I like, uh, I mean, if I can get out there, I don't know that I will. But if not, I'd like to get uh, Todd on the phone and uh, do an interview because it'd be very cool to talk to the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely like to go out there. But again, we're broke as shit, guys. We do this out <laughs> of our own pockets for your entertainment. We love you. Your this entertainment. This is how much we love you. We love you. No, but... Thank you guys. Like we appreciate it. But other news, we got a uh, possible Donnie Darko sequel. This is crazy, man. Richard Kelly has been plotting to return to the Donnie Darko universe with an ambitious follow-up. So I, I'm guessing that S Darko has. He's like it's like the bastard child because that oh, was supposed yeah, to be the right. sequel, I forgot right? about That dude. It wasn't that good. I don't remember it being good. I never um, watched it. One of the things about Donnie Darko that I think did really well, I think they spent like half a million dollars on the movie, and they were able to come across with some like deep philosophical make you think. Yeah. It had, the thing I like about Donnie Darko is that it had like American Beauty sort of style. Oh, oh, for sure. Like writing.
0: It was also around the same time, I think.
1: Right. And this is Jake Gyllenhaal's breakout movie, pretty much witty dialogue with like catchy phrases choreographed fucking segments with music and shit like that really cool stuff there's like two different versions out there's the original version and then there's the director's cut version to be honest i would i I actually like both it just depends what mood i'm in but (laughs) richard kelly the director said that he was actually interested in possibly doing another one he now he is currently working on another movie right now. It says here, okay guys, it says, while promoting the Arrow video Blu-ray, Kelly told the site, I think there's something much bigger and more ambitious to do in that universe. It's big and expensive, and I think there's time to get to that. I want to make sure that we've got the budget to do it justice, and not just to compromise anything. Another story in this world needs resources and we need to have that in place. I need to get my next film out of the gate, and then we can go back and look at it. So that's basically what he said. So he's alluding to a, a, a official sequel with him at the director's helm. That's very cool. I, I know that there's people like on the fence with that movie. like They either love it or hate it. I'm, are, are you talking about uh, Donnie Darko, the first one? Donnie Darko, yeah. What the fuck? It's a fantastic movie. I don't understand why people don't like it. Like, even if you don't like get into the philosophical aspects of the movie, I feel like you can at least get into it for the '80s thing. Yeah, with the music and stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, it just has so many elements that that independent films dream yeah. of having. Donnie Darko is literally an amazing movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. It's great. I man. watch it every year. I think it's just yeah. one of those movies that I just gotta watch every year. But yeah, so that's that's it for that. There is some other stuff. You were you wanted to bring up something about a movie that's coming out that that Erin Sundance Film Festival. It's called Kuso. But this movie has caused some waves in the Sundance Film Festival. Like actually, you told me that people have left the theater yeah, because it, they it, thought it was too graphic or too <clears throat> disturbing. People are calling it the
0: uh, the grossest movie ever made. Really? Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, and people were literally getting up and walking away during the screening.
1: Awesome. Makes me want to watch it 10 times more. I know. There is a uh, teaser video apparently up and if I have the link, I'm going to post it up. Go to the information of our SoundCloud. We have all the links to everything that we ever talk about in the links there below, and you can always click on those links and check them out.
0: As far as the article I'm reading, it doesn't really give much as to what the film is about. It's just mostly talking about how people just freaked out and like
1: left. It's enticing, nonetheless. Oh
0: no, you're yeah, exactly. But if a film is so fucked up that people can't watch it or they're getting grossed out, I want to go see it. Like. Oh, totally. I, I'm
1: already I already I already got a chub. I want to be taken on a ride where it takes me down fuck town and just like fucks me <laughs> in the mouth. Like I just want to I want to experience that because I want to experience something new in cinema that I haven't seen yeah. or haven't experienced. And even if it's a shitty movie, like something like uh Serbian film. I love Serbian I, film. I, I I know a lot of people are offended by that movie because of the baby rape scene. <laughs> but I got to say this movie That is a that that's a shining moment. It is it is really the it is the epitome. It is like the most the, exploitative thing. There's nothing wrong with raping a
0: baby. It's completely natural.
1: That movie is like make them die slowly <laughs> 10 times worse because you fucking physically stuck a penis inside of a baby. <laughs> but it's not a real baby. And that's the thing that I'm like I'm I want to feel uncomfortable because if a movie can make me feel something, that means the movie has done something that no other movie has ever done for me. So I'm hoping Kuso is that good. Now, there is a fucking anthology coming out that's going to have all female directors. It's a horror anthology. What? Yeah. Female directors?
0: <laughs> First of all, let me just say,
1: <laughs> I am very supportive of anybody doing any kind of fucking creative thing ever.
0: But, but I, I like the idea of seeing what a woman, cause like what a man sees as being horrific might be different from what a woman sees as being horrific.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But X, X, one of the things that drew me to this movie, uh, it's an anthology with a bunch of female directors is because of Karen Kusama who did the movie the invitation. And I am such a fucking Uber fan of hers 4 years ago they acclaimed a, a short director, a uh, short film director, Jovanka Vukovic. I hope I'm saying that right. And XYZ partner Todd Brown, they began a conversation based on the sad truth that there is no horror anthologies helmed by women. And at the 2017 Sundance Film Festival, they brought the fruits of their labor to life in the form of a highly anticipated X ex- X, which is the title of the movie but basically the industry has hardly improved its attitude towards the female directors since their discussion began and they decided to push this through and they did now each film that they're doing in this anthology including amazing interstitial animation by Sofia Carrillo was created in ignorance of its companions only Brown knew what all segments were about They flow in order of intensity as well as a structural achievement that most anthologies do not even reach, which is great. Like, I'm all I know you don't like anthologies, Mike, but you need have you not read short stories, man? Like, I I, I have, it's just I'm not against it, but uh... when I read a short story in a book, like something like Splatterpunk's novel one or two. Or how about uh, uh, Stephen King's The Beach? Sure. Even that. Like, whatever. Like, whenever I read those, I like that my imagination... And this may be because I'm just like a fucking imagineer. Ooh! (laughs) (laughs) To me, leaving it kind of open-ended in a way is like a way for me to develop a story in my own head and maybe okay. because that's the creative side of me yeah that's why i like anthologies because it's enough to give you like a twilight zoneish like peek into the world with somewhat of a wrap up and then like take it further after the fucking show's over that's what i like about anthologies is like whoa what the fuck would have happened afterwards and that's why I say like something like Southbound of 2016 is a really good fucking movie. Which I, I still need to see. You haven't seen it.
0: I gotta see it, dude. God damn
1: it. I've seen it Mother on my... Fuckers. Ah, ball sex. But anyway, XX is coming out. It was at Sundance Film Festival. They have not exactly laid out a time frame of what it is. But usually when you see something at Sundance, it takes about eight Months to come out again. So by the end of the year, if not by next year, we'll see something, which is unfortunate. Like, I hope that at some point we'll get offered tickets to go see Sundance Film Festival because I'll go. Hey, it's in Colorado, dude. There's plenty of reasons to go
0: up there. <laughs> Mostly they're green and they're herb of herb the region.
1: <laughs> they did give a date for a long sought after series called. Prey, prey, prey is a game that came out. It was about a Native American Indian who basically was abducted. His his girlfriend was abducted as well as his his father or his tribe leader. And they got they got sent up into space. They get attacked by fucking aliens, and their bodies are attacked and like looked on. But it was a game that came out quite a while ago. I actually picked it up on Steam. If you go on like certain websites, you can get it for PC. It's really hard to find, but it's a really great game. It's very ingenious. They're coming out with another movie called, or another game, I should say, <laughs> May 5th. So May 5th, they're going to be coming out with this. I'm going to go ahead and link at least one or two of the trailers that I feel is necessary And you guys can check this out. But Prey, the original one, was so balls-to-the-wall, crazy cheesy. It was good. But the newer one has like a different tone to it, and I think it's still good. So you should check it out. Also, one of the other things that's uh, come out on Dread Central has posted about this is the Exorcist Season 2 update. So guys, if you are a fan of The Exorcist, the TV show that, that they put out on... Uh, it's coming back guys Yeah like at first I was kind of down with it Because I, th- I thought it was kind of cool
0: But once I actually started watching it uh, Beyond the first couple episodes I was like
1: eh eh. You didn't like uh, it
0: No at, at first I did But it got to the point where I just didn't like it anymore
1: I personally agree with you Christina my girlfriend She's super into it Like she was like I was like I don't even care Like watch the episodes without me and she yeah. was like, Cool, something that I can watch that you won't like judge me for not watching. Oh, you don't need to catch up with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh she said that that she was really excited about it, but Jeremy Slater seems pretty optimistic. Actually, he recently he took to Twitter with the following update and he said We haven't been cancelled. I've been meeting with the uh studio and network pitching my ideas for season two. I'm still optimistic about our chances. Optimistic. So there's enough buzz about it that season two is probably going to happen. And this is good for whatever group that there is, as well as people that might not kind of might be on the fence because they kind of have this is season two. If there's ever going to be a season two, this is where they have to prove it. Yeah. I like some of it, but it kind of felt very networky. Oh Oh, yeah, it had it had moments that were kind of uh,
0: shocking that I thought was cool, but it just overall it was not really my thing.
1: I just wanted more from it. Okay, yeah, I get it. Kind of, what was the movie? It was called uh, "Deliver Us from Evil," I believe. It was where everybody was getting infected. This guy went out to the um, Afghanistan, got infected with some fucking virus. Which is technically a demon fucking virus. <laughs> and then he became, like, into it or whatever. But anyway, that's a possibility, and that's pretty much it for the news. The news. Guys, just so you know, we're pretty fucked up right now. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. I'm I'm not as fucked up as I could be, but I'm fucked up more than you. No, I okay, I believe This I'm, is a
0: rarity. I yeah, I am looking forward to like leaving when we're done and getting some sweet ass fucking
1: drive-through. Dude, you're driving me to the drive-through because I am that drunchy. <laughs> I have the drunchies. That's Dude, what, I have the drunchies. It is badass. I love getting wasted and being like, wah, wah, wah. All right, guys. So now it's time for us to do grave plots. If you guys aren't familiar with Grave Plots, what Grave Plots is, is basically a sort of game, an improvisational game that we play between us. And what the the way it works is, is that we've basically written down names of fake movies that we put into a cup and draw out of. We pull random out. And then the other person who did not make the name has to start coming up with the story. And then we all jump in like the first kill, what story it's about, where the setting is, time frame, all of that. And then we come up with it, everything about this fake movie all in one sitting. And that is what Grave Plots is. Okay, Mike. So we're going to do something here. How How do we like I got it. I got a quarter here. Oh yeah! So we got a tails and a heads. Oh yeah! Well, that's really? I'm good. gonna let you call it, but oh. we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna flip it and hopefully catch it before it knocks everything over and fucking causes me and my okay. drunk self to fuck up. But here we go. What do you call it? heads? Tails. So it's my turn. Oh, you son of a bitch!
0: He's gonna pick the dumbest one in there. I guarantee you.
1: We have. Let's see. We have about. I think we have, like, s- 12 ideas in here. Yeah. But it's my turn to pick, so I'm just going to grab one of these titles. Okay. I got one. Uh, if it's stupid, it's
0: probably Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, dude. Keep okay. Sure that, that is not one of mine. God
1: damn it. It's one of my own. Oh, so pull another I one. I got dude. one of the last ones. Pull another one, no, dude. just just do it. Just uh, do you- it. And you get to start it off. Ah! <laughs> it's called an uh,
0: old folks' home, right? So it's it's got to be this. Uh, this is what I'm thinking already. It's it's these people that live in an old folks' home, like hospice, and they they never die because they keep consuming the flesh of younger people.
1: What if? What if? Okay,
0: <clears throat> but you see where I'm going, right? No,
1: no, and and thank you for starting it off. Now, where there's only two of us here, whereas there would be normally. Three of us. So I'm just going to jump in because we got to keep this thing flowing, right? Uh, So old folks home. And I really, when I wrote that shit down, I just wrote whatever I could think of. Yeah. But old folks home. So you're right. I like what you're saying. But you know how they deliver those meals? Oh, like Meals on Wheels? Right. But maybe the Meals on Wheels are people that they're feeding to them. (laughs) What if there is some guy that comes and delivers their meals? And somehow the old folks are so crazy. I don't know if they get... Maybe they get infected by some sort of um, demonic spirit. Okay. That is able to take over many of them as in a legion of them. But they all work within the same demon. Do you know what I mean?
0: like, Like a hive mind kind of thing.
1: Right. What if... The the main story is the protagonist, I guess, is it the protagonist? Am I fucking, fucking up? Uh,
0: pr- protagonist is the main character who's the good guy.
1: Right. The protagonist is actually the Meals on Wheel guy that they hire to come bring all the food to them. Okay. Because this isn't the most upper echelon place for fucking old folks home, right? They pay somebody outside to come bring them food. And this guy, he's been coming for years, but something has changed over the years. All of a sudden, in the past couple of weeks, some of the old folks have gotten a little weird when he feeds them. <laughs> what do you think? Oh
0: no, that's kind of cool. I mean, I I just I just gravitated towards uh, these old people that live in old folks' home that they never die. They just they've been living around forever because they're like. Oh, I I keep thinking about the. Uh, <clears throat> okay, here's a good example. Uh, I, I don't quote me specifically because it's been a while, but okay, there is a Twilight Zone episode from the two thousand two thousand ish Twilight Zone era, not the original. The movie. The Washington- not the movie kick but kick
1: the can
0: kick the clan kick the can yeah clan. I said kick the clan <laughs> kick the clan
1: which is totally cool too <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I that's where it, it, it led me to I'm thinking in my brain no no totally understandable but what if okay so so what if these people are really old they've been around for a couple hundred years in this house has been around for a couple hundred years so obviously on the east coast <laughs> right. Because it's the only
0: place you're going to have houses that have been around for a couple of years.
1: Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking. No, you're right, actually. And like, what if this guy who's the Meals on Wheels guy, like, what if he is the new guy? He got hired on because someone died before him. So he doesn't know the inner workings of the old folks' home. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that these people are, are they vampires? Or are they... Like, is there something that we can do? Maybe they are vampires and they are feeding off of people and somehow he found out about their plan, the guy before this new Meals on Wheels guy, and he died? I'm not sure. I I, I just keep thinking of, like, uh,
0: these old dudes, like, staying alive because they're feeding off of the flesh. I like everybody. that, but that's what I'm saying. Do they need I, to be I, vampires? Uh, I don't know that they're vampires. I see it being, like... I keep going back to that Twilight Zone episode where it's not like they're vampires, but it's kind of a magic kind of thing.
1: Right. Okay, okay. That's cool. I'm not a vampire fan, by the way.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, But Meals on Wheels is kind of cool because – I mean, like you could go as far as like – and this is kind of a different offshoot, but let's say there's a situation where there's people that are trying to stay alive, that they need to eat flesh to stay alive, and the Meals on Wheels guy is taking uh, cadavers from, like, a local mortuary, cutting them up and serving them as food to the people in the old folks' home in order to keep them alive.
1: Hmm. That's kind of And weird. the new kid doesn't know about it.
0: It, it. You could go there. You could go there for sure. You shape. know what
1: I mean? Like Maybe yeah. that plays out later on Yeah, in the story. Uh, and so he's kind of sending them food to satiate them but he's like okay with the fact that this new kid's going because he doesn't want to do it himself because he knows that these are fucking cannibal hungry fucking old folks right <laughs> yeah and like maybe somehow like do we are the 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 residents the people that take care of the old folks are they servants to these old folks <clears throat> No, I don't think they really know. Uh, they don't know. Okay. So at night they become something different without these people taking who are taking care of them knowing. I just think talk- But how can they be that old if 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 they know if they're not in on the kill, you know what I'm saying? Well, wait, say, say again the the old folks in the home. Like, like the people who take care of the old folks. Oh, because they're, they're around so like, long. Like are they involved somehow? Uh good point. It feels like they need to be involved yeah good point if they're old and they're like a couple hundred years old you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah um i'm not really thinking about that i'm thinking about more tonally stuff or tone stuff like uh i see it as it could be like twilight zone slash uh tales from the crypt where it's like it doesn't take itself too serious okay you know because i don't want to
1: make it funny well, it, it,
0: it's tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff. I mean, Well, I mean
1: the name Old Folk's Home. Yeah, so it's Old Folk's Home. Right.
0: Uh, making a movie about a, an old folks home that's almost like a hospice, and it's keeping the people alive because they're eating the flesh of those who are younger.
1: Well, maybe we should cut out the element of them being older than dirt and just keep it very simple Okay. that they're just old people, and we don't know that they're hundreds of years old or whatever. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah maybe somehow they're, like, taking over the bodies of these old people. Like, we don't know yet. But I'm just saying, like, it leaves it open a little bit more so that we can involve, like, children as well as adults and, like, everything. Because, like, part of being old is the contrast of being young, right? So you have to play on that a little bit, right? Like, you have to play on the fact that youth is more alive. Maybe the... The the kids of the grandparent that's staying at the old folks' home, quote-unquote, bring their kid to visit grandma or grandpa. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's supposed to go there on his own because he's old enough now. Yeah. And they force him to go, and he doesn't want to go. So they think maybe he ran away, but he ends up disappearing kind of thing. What do you think?
0: No, I'm cool with that. It's I like where it's going. I mean, like like any sort of idea, it it takes more fleshing, but it's still cool,
1: right? You know, I mean, I mean it could be kind of funny to play on stuff like walking the old lady across the street, kind of thing. Oh, which is a trope, in like common courtesy. Do you know what I mean? Most people are like, I'm just getting across the street. Fuck that old lady. But what if there's that guy that does help him out, and then because he helps her out. They steal his soul somehow. You, you know what I mean? Like, something like that. I'm just spitballing. Oh, you. no.
0: I was thinking along the lines of, if you did it in the vein of, like, maybe a trauma film, like, if, if one of these old ladies has to consume another person that, that that's being brought in, she takes out her dentures and put in another set of dentures that are more, like, spiky and vampire <laughs> so, so she's <laughs> able to, go. like, eat the flesh. <laughs> You could really do that kind of stuff. It'd be fucking fun.
1: I kind of like that, though. So so they're like prosthetic vampires. Oh, it could be, but I'm just thinking... They're like, not vampires, but they've associated themselves as vampires, only because of the fact they don't know what to call themselves because they need to feed on the living.
0: Yeah, and you can even go into some actual science in regards to it, because there's been some studies where they've taken old mice and young mice, and they take out the blood from the young mice and inject it into the old mice that the older mouse will, like, uh, regenerate certain things and, really? and act younger. Yeah, they've actually shown that there's some science behind that.
1: Oh, old blood, new blood. Yeah. Whatever.
0: But it could be something like, uh, you could do all kinds of really dumb jokes. Like, So I how could,
1: do we start this story off, first Okay, of okay. A family's taking their grandmother to an uh, old folks' home, and it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek, like, fuck you, grandma. I think about
0: rabid grannies.
1: <laughs> well, what, what about it? What aspect? Well, because uh, it's tra- remembrance was trauma, right? Somewhat. Okay. It wasn't essentially, but they picked it up. They okay, they basically okay. picked it up like Netflix would pick up. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking about it uh,
0: is not being overly serious. Like no, uh, and I'm cool with that. Okay, cool.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like when they start, when we start the movie out, it's like a family's bringing their fucking invalid fucking grandmother in their minds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it makes you have a reason for them to be hated. The family, not the old person. That they're just pushing him into this fucking environment and that they don't want to deal with her anymore. Or him. Grandma, grandpa. What do you think? No, I could do that. We could make some jokes about that in that point. Like, you know, like, yeah, grandma fucking always fucking pisses on the seat or you know it's like Uh, something uh, stupid uh, uh, uh. and so there's like some bratty kid who's like 14 or 15 years old she's like a chick and she's trying to like date guys and it's like that thing where she just doesn't want to deal with old people because she can't understand or appreciate and she doesn't like her grandparents you know what I mean so they put her in this old home because the parents are too fucking busy dealing with the kids they don't want to deal with the stress they're totally unappreciative of their family they put them in a home and then somehow something happens because of that. Maybe one of them is like a witchcraft or something. And like, <laughs> what, what
0: do we do? Based on concept, based on the name Old Folks Home, you couldn't really call it Old Folks Home. You'd have to be, call it like like Green Acres or whatever the name of the the, the But the, it's Old Folks Home for now. Oh, I know. But I'm saying if you gave it a name and you named the movie after the place that it was centered around.
1: Evergreen Terrace.
0: Yeah, it would work, I think would. It it, it reminds me of elements of uh Bubba Hotep. Right. In a way. So it could actually work. Or or you could go as far as like uh going in a complete different direction. Well, you have movies about uh well there's a cat that supposedly there's one old folks home, uh, that the cat seems to be able to detect who's gonna die. And it hangs out with the person. So they know who's gonna die next by based on who the cat hangs out with. Weird. Yeah, so they it's like a weird supernatural.
1: It needs to be darker for me. I like the idea of old people eating younger people in order to I like stay that life. too. So 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 that maybe the old people and, and since this is kind of a comedy, we've decided that it's kind of yeah, it, I mean, tongue some, in cheek.
0: Yeah, old people's home, that's definitely comedy
1: material. Right. Okay. Family drops their family or their their grandma off. We'll say it's a grandma because it just it just feels right for me. <laughs> Gram- drops the grandma off, they're bitching about how she's fucking old everybody's busy about doing their fucking bi- daily shit, one of the kids is playing a fucking video game on his fucking handheld <laughs> or on his cell phone or something like that and he's like, fuck grandma she's fucking crazy, I don't fucking care and then and then, uh, one of the parents has some sort of like guilt, so they send the kids off after she's been there for a while to go visit her, because they don't want to deal with it kind of thing And then when the kid goes there, he's supposed to walk there from school because it's only a few blocks or however many, like a mile away or something like that. You know what I mean? But they don't know if he left or not to go to the fucking thing. So when he shows up, it's kind of late because he went off and fucked off with his friends or some shit. Okay. And then she fucking bites the shit out of him. Huh. And his friend or something like that. What do you think? If it's going to be silly, we can just go anywhere with this. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's still cool. It's. I'm just thinking about other stuff. I mean. Yeah. So think, what's the first kill? I personally think it should be the fucking relatives, like the first immediate family. I'm thinking more along the lines of,
0: okay, so if it's a, a story about uh, people that are these, these older people that need to consume younger people in order to stay alive. But they don't know this yet.
1: They just get this urge.
0: Then it needs to be, uh, it needs to start subtle. Like uh, maybe they, uh, like with a lot of these kind of zombie movies, they they keep ordering the steak uh, more rare and more rare. Right. Or maybe one of them finds like a mouse and they eat the mouse.
1: Maybe they find a book and the old person, old folks, um, that's not supposed to be there. Like a book? Yeah. Oh, they could be. You know what I mean? Like they start practicing dark magic of some sort.
0: Yeah, uh, something like... Like maybe uh, there's
1: a crazy person there that's lived there for a while and nobody believes her, but for one of the reasons, the the grandma that shows up there because her family doesn't care about her gets mad about the situation and then somehow conjures up some sort of fucking craziness. Uh, what do you think?
0: No, that's pretty cool. Now you're making me think about that. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? I just... No, no, dude. It's, I'm saying it's cool. It's like I'm just... uh. <clears throat> Like, what if, like, one of the people there, she befriends the old person, happens to be this crazy person, and she just, like, for somehow falls into meeting this woman, and this woman's like, I know of a secret book that's been here for years.
0: Or or what if if it's going to be a straight-up comedy or more comedy? What if it's, like... Like, I have this recipe for, you know, snook- snickerdoodle cookies, but it's really like they fuck up and it's a recipe for... And she's ma- like a witch or something? Or, or, yeah, like, it's like, I have this recipe for fucking cupcakes, but it's a recipe for something else. With kids. And they fuck it up. There's a, a secret spell in the book that if you do certain things, it, it, you know, sets off this chain of events. Right, okay, that's what we're kind of getting at. Why? Okay, right? yeah, sure. Um, But for some reason, the spell gets uh, mixed up in a game of bingo. So that's
1: why it all starts. They're they're playing bingo, but they're actually initiating the spell. Jesus Christ! So when they say like B seventeen, it's like Bianchin, and like it's almost like the Evil Dead thing, like an army of darkness. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't. Okay, okay. I mean, we can make it as silly as we want. This movie is not to be taken seriously. So, so old folks home. So this old lady moves in, her family hates her, she meets another person who has access to a book, and somehow we don't know if she's even, like, a part of the fucking old folks home or not, but she's there somehow, and she introduces herself to this old grandma, and they become, they befriend each other, and she tells a spell that they can make, but they need certain, say it again? Oh, uh, you mean the bingo
0: part? Yeah, the bingo part. Well, I just thought about something like somehow the spell gets mixed up with
1: the bingo game. So maybe maybe one of the kids has to show up to play bingo with grandma, right? And like and like they don't want to hang out and they end up falling and tripping and cutting themselves on something, and it drips blood on the house, and somehow it, it like is a donation to the blood god, you know, for fucking. Do you know what I'm saying? Like something stupid. Oh yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of like.
0: Uh, all the numbers on the bingo card uh, make a pentagram. <laughs> 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 you know? So then it's like, oh my god, I think I understand this, and the guy's drawing out the pentagram on the bingo card. <laughs> so what happens? What happens
1: when they unlock that though? Uh, this is where they start. Uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, like the grandmas that get kind of infected, but they're like not a hundred percent infected. They're oh, like, I don't know. It, it's I like mean, a slow burn kind of thing. <laughs> it could be. I don't really know. I just I I get a lot of ideas that are kind of disjointed, but are kind of like fit. For the sake of fucking time, let's just say they're playing bingo. It unlocks some sort of fucking pentagram uh, because of the fucking thing. We, we we would have to look at a bingo card, by the way, guys. But somehow, it, it does some sort of symbol that is unlocks like this ancient spirit that takes over the grandma slowly, and she. The kid is supposed to be hanging out with her that night, but he bitches out and fucking doesn't want to fucking be a part of it. And she tries to be cool, but when she unlocks the devil, it fucking embraces her. And then when the kid finally returns because he's supposed to stay the night with grandma, all of a sudden she bites his face off.
0: You know what? What what else would be really cool? This is very trauma, and very much on that. If the buzzword of the of the movie was was bingo, so she's like like eating this guy's face or like stabbing it. She's like
1: bingo, bingo. <laughs> what if she like takes the kid's eyes out and other people's out? Oh, she
0: it. throws them in the hopper and she yeah, rolls it. She rolls it
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Snake eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I. Four! Because there's four eyes. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) So, okay. So, so, okay. So we got this. Okay, let me just repeat this. Okay, do it. We got grandma that comes in. Her family doesn't give a shit about her. It's weeks (laughs) later. She's been fucking there for a while. It's bingo night. Kids are supposed to come visit grandma. They show up, and all of a sudden, they're playing bingo, and something unlocks while they're playing bingo, and... It it unlocks the pentagram and the and the grandma gets infected while the kid's off and about <laughs> fucking around because he doesn't want to be a part of bingo because he's like modern kid right.
0: This is a blackjack.
1: And then when he finally shows up, she's won somehow. You know, even after she's been possessed. Uh, yeah. And like everybody's like, "You won," and she doesn't even know. She's just standing there, like, uh-huh. like she's like fucking spaced out and fucking she
0: pees herself right yeah like something crazy right which is funny because like that really works for being possessed but also works if you're really old well
1: yeah because you if you're possessed (laughs) you pee (laughs) and if you're old you pee (laughs) so but anyway so so she takes him up to the room uh that he's supposed to stay in there's like a couch in there or something like that and he's supposed to stay there it's one of these places that lets the kids stay there whatever the fuck it is i don't know for the sake of comedy, he stays there and she chews his face off.
0: I'm down with face chewing.
1: Okay. Now, does the grandma start killing other people in the old folks' home? Because that might be kind of interesting. Well, maybe maybe that since she changes and she needs to consume people. She's she tries feeding on the old people first. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. So she... Um, there so be- that night when the kid comes back and he's being a little bitch... She had already fed on Ethel, who was a fucking cunt to her, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, so for some reason, and she fed on her, and she felt, like, rejuvenated for, like, a little while, but it didn't really do much because there wasn't enough love, or life. So she, she realizes that she has to go younger, and she wants to chew on this kid's head. But somehow he pisses her off enough that she hates him, and she fucking opens up his head and fucking sucks it out. Yeah, I was thinking, like... uh she waits for, like,
0: um, maybe, like, uh, waits for the Boy Scouts to come entertain them and tries to eat the Boy Scouts. Or maybe she goes goes and does stuff for the church. or
1: She offers them cookies and she doesn't have any and then she sucks out his brains. Yeah. But it's got to be something cool. Like, when she kills the kid, like, one of the, like, um, Boy Scouts that are coming to entertain them. She sucks out their head, and it's, like, really disgusting. It's got to be, like, really. I would love to see, like, an effect, like, a practical effect
0: of of this old granny tearing a head, like, in half, like a coconut. And then her tongue, like, extending out like a giant cock and just rolling (laughs) up and bringing the brains and back into her mouth.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm down. (laughs) I'm down. Like, this doesn't have to be a perfect story, like, 100%, by the way. So whatever we come up with doesn't have to be perfect. Not that your idea was bad, I'm just saying. Oh, I know, you're right. It's, th- th- this is how brainstorming works. Right. You know. So it's a comedy, so we have to be a little, like, slap right? So what we have so far, family doesn't like their fucking grandma, puts her in old folks' home, they treat her like shit, weeks go by, she's adjusted herself, met a few friends there, It's bingo night. The kids want to come out. They force the parents force the kids to go or one of the kids to go see the fucking grandparents because it's bingo night and then they can go fuck or go to the club or whatever the fuck it is. Right. (laughs) So the kid goes there has an argument with the grandma. She plays bingo anyway, unlocks the Satan pentagram, whatever it is, becomes possessed, has a hunger for old people or has a hunger for people in general, realizes that old people are not the best substitute for whatever she's possessed with to get energy. She kills one of the old people named Ethel who had maybe, like, been a bitch to her earlier that week with something. Kills her. Then the kid comes back, sleeps on the couch, they wake up, everything's okay. Uh, the next day happens, They the kid's, like, bored as shit and she just chews his face off. Like, I really want the fucking grandma to chew's face off somehow. I
0: wonder
1: if there's a way to make it funny. Like, uh, she wants
0: to chew it off, but she can't, so she rubs Werther's Originals all over it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? She rubs, (laughs)
0: like, on her nipples? I don't know, but, like, I'm like, like, how do you make uh, face-eating funny? (laughs) Uh... Or, Or you could do, like... Uh, Or she
1: could be where she, like... Ooh, ooh, ooh. When he comes... Because when they wake up, she does the granny thing where she grabs the cheek and (laughs) she's, like, kissing him. And then she starts licking his face. (laughs) And then starts fucking chewing his face off. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, oh,
0: you're so cute. (laughs) Right,
1: yeah. Like, chews his face off and then throws a fucking Werther's Original on (laughs) him. It could be, like, too, like... uh... She uh, she
0: cuts it off and makes it into a casserole or something.
1: Right. Like a tuna into a casserole, something really retro. So we need a side story. So we need somebody who is sort bu- of like B- antagonist, who is not antagonist, but another protagonist that's sort of like fighting against her. That realizes that the shit's going on after a little while, like maybe a nurse or a fucking caretaker who's like in the house, like a younger woman. You know, if 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 you want to be a straight up comedy, it can be stupid. It could be like a
0: an undercover cop that's like investigating like abuse within the you know the old folks' home, and he's parading as an as a nurse. So (laughs)
1: yeah, that's a bit much. (laughs) I mean, I don't care, but uh. I think it should be something like a priest. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like maybe a social worker or something like that that stumbles upon this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it has to be – that's that's way too far left. Like that's just like crazy. <laughs> so this is what I think. If it's going to be a movie that's going to be
0: silly about like somebody getting possessed by some demon and then – Because becoming of Bingo. Like, s- Some sort of cannibal. Right. Um it could very well be, like I said. It sounds stupid, but like, I imagine like, uh, twenty-one Jump Street style stuff. You know, like like I said, a dude who's like a cop, but he's per- you know, pretending to be something else. Like a dude that's like obviously not like a real nurse, but he's like, hey man, let me help you change. Well, these why bedpans. would he be there? Well, to to investigate like uh, uh, abuse about old people. May- maybe it's a bedpan
1: salesman. <laughs> 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 Wait, there are bedpan salesmen? I don't know, man. but <laughs> Specifically <that's... laughs> bedpan salesmen. <laughs> okay, so so maybe it's like some guy who got a job at the fucking nursing home, the old folks home, because his grandmother died and he wanted to see if they mistreated old people. Right. It could can we be do that? that you can do it's... anything. It could be that. It could be a ghost hunter. I don't think it should be a cop. That just sounds way <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> well, it's it's just, it's supposed to be I silly. get it, it's silly, but let's like keep it like easy. Maybe for he's ourselves. a ghost
0: hunter. He's like, why Oh, him? my <laughs>
1: You have lost your fucking
0: mind. <laughs> well, it's like the ghost hunter's like, I gotta go where most people have died,
1: uh, and then he's like a porn a pornographer, so he shoots films for porn as well. Oh, why not? And then he has he's the like, grandparents he's, like fuck. He's each making other. A, a senior porn. Yeah, he's of old folks porn. <laughs> it's like it's just people's grandmother like knitting. This is out of control. No. I think it needs to be, we need to keep it simple, we need to add another character. Okay. A nurse. It doesn't matter. We don't have to get that detailed. He needs to be a male gay nurse. Like, whatever. <laughs> He's taking care of the old folks, this gay guy. He's, like, totally into it. He like <laughs> he likes helping him out, but he hates <laughs> staying late he starts to catch on to the fact that something's not right because he finds blood on the floor and then sees that one of the the old people is missing, but they think that maybe she's just a little crazy and she escaped because she's just crazy. And she'd always talked about, like, there's a reason why she might have escaped, but they don't, like, put into too much. So they call the police and, and they don't know what happened to her, so they just wait around. Oh, yeah. But then she starts slowly picking people off it used to be, like, Ethel, who died. I mean, that's why I'm saying. She was the one that they thought, well, she could have probably run away because she's crazy, right? <laughs> Ethel's crazy, and she's a bitch to fucking Yikes. grandma. Anyway, so as it progresses, they have the fucking Boy Scouts show up to try to entertain them. She sneaks off, tries to tell them, hey, I've got some money for you, and the kid's like, oh, yeah, shit, I got money? <laughs> like, he follows her around the back of the old folks' home, and then she fucking like sucks on his head and
0: sucks, <laughs> you know what I mean and just like sucks
1: on his head. <laughs> she sticks his tongue in his fucking eye and like sucks out his brain like a fucking. Oh, that would be a great scene, right? Like where she well, kind of like that. Where why like, do we want to destroy kids? By the way, that's like what I want where to know. like
0: the granny takes the guy by the head, the kid, and grabs a straw. And jabs it through his eye and oh. sucks out his brains through his fucking Maybe eyeball. Maybe it's
1: not kids this time, because we did that last time. Oh, I like it. What kids. if it's like the troop leader for the fucking scouts? Okay. And she's like, oh, come here. I want to show you something. I want to show you something special. <laughs> He's like, okay, old lady. You i know, like, whatever. I'm trying to type on my phone. Anyway, and he follows her around and she sticks his... She's like, hey, hold on. Do you see anything in the back of my mouth? And sticks his tongue right in his fucking eye and he just sucks out his brain Sticks somehow. His tongue. Oh, her okay. tongue, sorry. Okay. She sucks out the fucking scout leader's thing. They don't know where he is, so then somebody else has to come pick them up. But they figure they'll stay the night there uh, or for a few hours till somebody comes to pick them up. And she starts to slowly pick some of the kids off, right? What do you think? Oh, I could do
0: that. I'm just thinking about jokes. A blind guy walked into a bar. <laughs>
1: Well, it's That's, just got to be silly. We got to come up with a simple idea. We don't want to get too elaborate. I think I like the idea. I, honestly, I I never because It's s- never been done before. I don't think it's really been done. No. Like and I, I what I like about it, and I probably really tried to go like a more serious tone with things a little bit. The difference between old and young. So how do we end this up, okay? So does she become like some sort of creature kind of like dead alive? I, I think Or it does easier. she just, like, get caught and someone stops her? Like, how do we do this?
0: I like these kind of movies if it's going to be a little tongue-in-cheek to end. I like the idea of it ending where she is the winner at the end. Like, she winds up killing everybody she needs to kill. She eats all the flesh and consumes all the flesh. she And she's got blood all over her kind of yeah, thing. And, and she just walks away and continues to do it.
1: Well, yeah, like, she's the survivor kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and she's the one who did all the killing. I like, I right. like that kind of, like a down ending, but it's not really down because it's kind of sarcastic in a way. So uh, she
1: kills how many people? Like, she kills the scout leader. She kills the old lady, Ethel. She kills her fucking nephew or her grandson. Because he's a little prick.
0: <clears throat> well, let's say uh, here's another idea too, and this may have been done in another movie. Let's say, uh, let's say the cops are like closing in, and the FBI because they know there's some shit going down with a lot of killing and murder. People and are whole. missing. Yeah, yeah, uh, and she kills her. Would you say her nephew or son or whatever?
1: her grandson yeah grandson she kills her That grand. was one of the first kills. He's she the ki- second kill technically. Okay, okay. Because well, Ethel's the bitch that that catches on <clears throat> somehow or something, you know, and she kills her first and realizes it doesn't give her enough energy and then she kills the kid and gets a lot of energy but then she kills the scout leader and starts picking off some of the scouts. Okay. I was going to say like as far
0: as an ending you know, the cops are closing and she needs to escape. And you see these movies where, like, the person trying to evade the cops, you know, they, they beat down some of the cops and uh, they put on the, the, the SWAT suit and they escape using the SWAT suit or they escape using the gas mask or whatever. Okay. But what if she kills somebody and skins them and she wears their skin suit? walking out of the building
1: it's all bloody yeah well it well maybe you could clean it i mean they've done that before though I, and that's I, so cheesy I, <laughs> what if what if like somebody catches on somebody in the story catches on she does some sort of seance to suck the soul out of this one purist fucking kid oh, okay right like after she's killed pretty much everybody off for the most part somehow the fucking cops show up, she's doing this seance, and he shoots her in the head right as she's doing the seance. So it's up in the air whether or not she's still alive or not. Oh, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that the the, the old folks home carries on. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know it's kind of a cheesy, cheese dick kind of way to do it, but it, it instigates uh, sequels. You know what I mean? <laughs> And if you wanted to get really stupid
0: like i mean i i i dig that i dig that idea, but like let's say
1: she's doing she's doing her owie dewey demba, fucking shit over the kid, and the fucking cop shoots her in the head, but did she get the spirit before the kid and Somehow the kid's infected, or is she got the power and she's still able to?
0: Or you're saying, like, or where did the spirit go actually?
1: Right. You know what I mean? Like, so that, like, the the spirit
0: carries on. If you want to get really stupid, it could, like, you could have, like, Tuesday night dinner and, like, a piece of jello mold gets possessed by the (laughs) team. a piece of jello mold? No. <laughs> that would be funny like after the credits you see some jello come to life. <laughs> oh no no, 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 no. <laughs> that
1: is way out of control. That is way out of control. What if um somehow like the blood that she leaves, the lady dies, like okay. the old woman la- dies and somehow when they They try to keep the old folks home because it's public property or some shit. That's all old. And (laughs) so they, like, like a whole new group of family moves in, or it's an old folks home again. And, like, an old person's, like, trying to, like, clean up and somehow gets infected at the end. And so she gets this little twinge at the end. Oh, I know you're talking about. Kind of like it.
0: Kind of like uh, The Ring or It Follows where it, it passes the curse onto someone. Right, else.
1: yeah. Like somehow she fucking happenstance walks into this fucking curse and now is infected by the fucking old folks, the the, the fucking whatever grandma's fucking... It gets
0: passed on via... What do we
1: call grandma? What do we call her? Fucking Bertha? <laughs> Bertha like, would fucking... Be
0: cool. It, it could get passed on. The curse could get passed on either a scratcher's ticket
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or a bingo card, so it could be the bingo card. Yeah, she finds a bingo card. She's like, look, "Look what I found!" And then all of a sudden, she just stares off. Looks like I've already won, and it just yeah. forms the fucking pentagram. Yeah, something, <laughs> something crazy. It lights up, and then she starts shaking or something.
0: <laughs> well, she would be anyways because she's old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so this isn't the best plot we've come up with yet. But for the sake of fucking entertainment and not keeping you guys through this whole fucking story, essentially let's break this down for you again. Breakdown. Old grandma Betha. Betha. We'll call her Betha. Beth, Fuck it. Betha? Doesn't matter. Beth. It's Betha. Okay. <laughs> because she's Bethany, but they call her Betha. Okay. Grandma Betha. Okay. Right? Her family doesn't give a shit about her. There's two kids, a girl, a boy. The girl's older than the boy, but the boy needs to go hang out with the grandparents when they drop her off to this old folks' home. Betha plays bingo, somehow has the winning combination of unlocking Satan to take over her soul <laughs> because her soul is weak as shit because she's old, right? <laughs> and then she fucking becomes infected with Satan. Kills her friend Ethel, who's a bitch to her somehow in the weeks that she was before when she got dropped off. Kills Ethel. Realizes that the energy is not good enough from oh, her. Oh, there's got
0: to be a scene where somebody gets choked to death by a pair of Depends.
1: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. I'm sorry, Your dude. story. So she chokes Ethel out with a fucking pair of Depends. A dirty pair of depends (laughs) because I ain't going anywhere else with that. The kid finds her, he smells something funny. Find the kid that's like related to the grandma, Betha. His name is Chris for whatever reason, for just now. Chris fucking gets his head ripped off by grandma because he kisses him on the cheek and then she becomes hungry for flesh. It really would be cool, like we said, where they're like, uh, "Yeah," uh, and they just like ripped his face off. Yeah, yeah. like tw- like tweaking his cheek. Like, oh, you're so cute. Uh, like rips his face off. Done. Then <laughs> she sucks his eyeball out or some shit. <laughs> Scout troops comes the next day. The kids' parents are supposed to show up to pick him up for whatever reason. They don't. They don't show up. They show up late because they really don't give a fuck. Uh, but the scouts show up to try to cheer up the old folks, and the scout leader follows Betha out back, and she sticks her fucking weird ass tongue, that kind of snakes into his eye, like he he's like transfixed by it, like he's like amazed by it, and then it just stabs him in the eye, and then sucks out his brain. You know what I mean? And like she tries to chew on it, but parts of it fall down below her by her legs. Oh man! Right, and then she chucks his body into the woods. Right? <laughs> then she starts to pick off some of the kids one by one. Ooh, what if the guy, the scout leader, is kind of turned on by the old people? Oh. Right? Like he's into old people? <laughs> and she takes him out and he's like, he's like, don't tell. And he grabs her boob or something, something creepy. And she's just like, plays along. And he's like, I won't tell anybody, scout's on her. <laughs> you know? And then she does the scout's honor after she sucks his head out. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Or he does the the scout honor
0: and he tries to jam it up her pussy. Oh, my God. That's, that's pretty hardcore. Tries to
1: jam it up her vagina. <laughs> Gina. Her gyner. <laughs> anyway, so she starts picking off these scout leaders one by one. But she has to get 13 different souls and she has to perform this special ritual on this last kid, and the cops break in because some one of the people find out, right? Okay. And they shoot her in the head as she's performing this ritual, and she says the last word. So it's kind of up in the air whether or not she fucking <laughs> she got the soul out or not, right? When she gets shot in the head, all this hard candy falls out. Yeah. <laughs> Like tampon, or no, like <laughs> tampons, no, like hard candy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, so she gets shot in the head, she goes down. They think she's dead, but somehow she's her blood has stained the house now, and she's gotten the power enough to infect the next people that move in. And it happens to be an old woman, and she starts. She touches the ground and looks up at the screen. Something. Like what do you think? What how did Zan go?
0: I was gonna say like maybe the uh uh bingo card like resets itself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you you, you see like fluttering in the wind the bingo card with this with the pentagram and then when she dies it resets but you still see the you still see the, the marks that are still there.
1: Done. Done So the old woman finds the card in the yard and it blows and she goes to chase after it. Trying to find some happiness from being at this new house, <laughs> and she picks it up, and then that's when you hear crazy music, right? <laughs> Bam! La, 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 la. yeah, and then the music la, kicks in la, la, la. <laughs> I'm good. We're done. We're done. Movie's over. So thank you for all playing. folks home.
0: Oh, folks, so
1: this Do you guys, week on if, DVD <laughs> and v-
0: video on demand. So
1: now I got to make up a fucking VHS cover for it, like just, I did the last one, because I just think it's entertaining. So we're going to have to come up with something like that. Now, if you guys think of you have another name that you would like us to throw in the hat to pick, and if you get picked, then we, you know, give you a shout-out or something like that. If you have a fake movie title that you think that we could come up with some crazy-ass story... Please let us know in the comments. Just hashtag Grave Plots. hashtag Grave Plots. And you know what? The Other thing would be kind of fun to do
0: one of these days if we ever opt to do it. Take these film ideas and shoot fake trailers for them. Right? No. Yeah. But yeah, that costs money. <laughs> well, no, dude, it wouldn't cost money. I mean, I got all the gear. Technically, we where are we could... going
1: to find an old person?
0: <laughs> all of the old store. Yeah, just go to the old <laughs> store.
1: All right, sounds good. Well, that's it for Grave Plots, guys. We're going to go ahead and jump right into the Flesh and Potatoes. To kick off into the Flesh and Potatoes segment of our show. And the theme today is Chuds. Chuds. And and also Underground Dwellers. Mike, why don't you go ahead? Oh, yeah. Like, uh,
0: you know, I I, I watched Chud 1 and 2. Right. uh, Chud and Bud the Chud. Chud 2. Right. But watching it, I really kept thinking about, like, you know... What's another important movie that has to do with underground dwellings?
1: Oh, of course. And probably one of the most important horror movies of all time. <clears throat> Seriously. Yeah. Or of the
0: mid-'80s uh,
1: in the cartoon era. Right, right. Well, what was that? Which one? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, that was a pretty scary Oh, yeah, the Michael Bay one was fucking horrifying. Oh, yeah, that was the scariest horror film I've but ever I'm, seen. But I'm not
0: joking. Literally, I'm watching this movie, this Chud movie, and I'm like, what if these Chuds fought the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> They're really like, the turtles are like just chilling in their lair, eating pizza and well, doing they could whatever. they probably
1: turn into these creatures, right? Oh, yeah, it could be. What about turtle Chuds? That'd be nuts. Like, crossover, turtles and a half, crossover chud, film? Turtle power. But no, yeah, we're talking about Chud. We're only going to be talking about Chud 1 and 2. Um, Which pr- is good, because I'm really glad they didn't make a third one. Right. <laughs> and you know what? I, I don't know if I'd mind it, but it'd probably be some schlock fest. That's not even worth seeing with no style, you know? Like, even the first one, as serious as it took itself, it still had some style to it. Like, yeah. some creature style. Like, it was pretty unique for for its time. And it came out in 1984. It was directed by Douglas Cheek who actually never really directed anything else. Huh. In fact, I think he's more of an editor than he is anything else. He's literally only directed like three movies. Some of the earlier stuff that he he was an editor for was a lot of documentaries. Hmm. He did some shorts, Alien Autopsy, Factor Fiction. Oh, he did that? Yeah. Wow. He did that, that editing he, for it. Oh, editing. cut it. Wow. He cut that up, which is kind of big, right? Also, it had the alien being cut up. He did Walmart, The High Cost of Low, which is a documentary. Oh, shit. I, I never saw that, but that's interesting. Long Story Short, uh, some movie, and Claustrophobia, he edited. But as far as a directorial sort of thing, he did Vegetable Soup in 1976. It was just a TV series. I'd never heard of it. He also did Empires, Peter and Paul, and the Christian Revolution. Ooh. Directorial extravaganza. (laughs) Sometimes it's so weird to me that some of these movies get made by people, and you go, "What have they done?" Then you find out they did some sort of like Christian, like weird stuff. I don't know. Let me. Oh, I know what you mean, dude.
0: There's a couple examples I can think of. I mean, first of all, look at uh, John McNaughton's uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. If I'm correct, prior to that, he was doing documentary. Oh. That's why it kind of had that weird, creepy-ass feel. Right. And well, they, wanted,
1: that's probably what they wanted for the movie. Uh, yeah,
0: it could be. And if you want to talk about, too, like uh, someone coming from left field and doing something, there's this band I used to listen to in the in the 80s. They were on uh, Dr. Demento. Uh, oh, the, I remember that. Yeah, the band was called Krypton. And uh, uh, they had one song, it was really cheesy, called like Let's Blow Up the Tow Truck. It was about getting pissed off that your car was getting towed, and it was about a guy shooting up a tow truck with a machine gun. <laughs> and, but the guy quit music and he became like a preacher. What the fuck? So there's like uh, videos of him online talking about Krypton and then you know talking about God and stuff. Okay. So I'm just saying, I know where you're coming from. You, you don't make <sighs> the connection sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, totally. It just kind of throws me off. I mean, I wouldn't say Chud is a bad movie. Like, I like it. Like, I think it's unique. It sticks out from a lot of different horror movies, especially from that era. And I think the creature effects in it were very unique, very different. Uh, They probably tried to take a little too serious a tone with the story uh, than it probably should have been.
0: Yeah, but I think part of the reason the film is so notorious for being, like I said, so bad it's good genre right is because they were so serious about it right if they were lighter on it it probably wouldn't be as famous as it is
1: right yeah and it, it just kind of it just like the whole like opening scene is so interesting to me like you see the fucking manhole and she's this lady's walking with her groceries and a dog I think but she walks over and then the fucking monster reaches up out of the fucking sewer you know like the manhole cover and grabs her leg and then she's dead Actually, that lady was actually the wife of Daniel Stern, who was the homeless shelter guy in the movie. Oh, okay. And he it was his actual real-life wife. And we're talking about the same guy, I think, right? Right. Daniel Stern was in Home Alone, in the Home Alone series, like one through three. Yeah. It, it literally. Well, it I don't was- know if he was in three, but I know he was in...
0: I know, but yeah, literally every time I saw the dude, I was looking for Joe Pesci and uh, Macaulay Culkin.
1: Right. That's all I could think about. Well, I thought Daniel Stern did a good job. He was well, the tall, skinny guy that was Joe Pish, uh, Pesci's uh, piss bandits. What do they call them? <laughs> the <laughs> wet... bandits. It was like the wet bandits or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying like, of, of all the acting in that movie, I
0: think he probably did the best job.
1: You think Daniel Stern did?
0: Yeah, for me at least.
1: Okay. Well, he'd been in a lot of other stuff too, but- yeah, and another movie, another person that was in Home Alone was John Hurd, who oh, yeah. was the father of Macaulay Culkin and the family uh, in Home Alone, which is so weird that they that they had that. I I've heard that there was three characters in Home Alone in this movie, but I can't for the life of me figure out which one the other one is. Uh, but I do remember. And you pointed this out to me earlier. Oh, yeah. That someone uh, makes a small cameo in it. A pretty young uh, uh, John Goodman. Yeah, he plays the cop at the diner. Yeah. Sitting at the bar being kind of misogynistic and everything like that.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see him in it. I mean, granted, it's been a long time since I've seen this flick, but it was still kind of cool. Right. I, I I dig seeing these older films that have been around a while, and then you all these famous actors pop up that you can you know right. see in other movies and stuff.
1: There was a, quite a few... Big actors that became something bigger later yeah. on, some that stuck through some that didn't Daniel Stern was not I think after home alone, you really didn't see him again,
0: yeah, I can't really think of it. i mean he, i I could see him being in some sort of uh maybe just based on this movie, but some sort of procedural cop show right. or something, but I really can't think think of what he's been in beyond this,
1: oh, he plays a great homeless shelter
0: guy, oh that guy and i'm good i was I was gonna get confused with somebody else. Yeah, uh, the I was getting confused with the dad guy, but the Daniels, oh yeah, but the Daniel Stern guy. You're right. I think I can't think of much beyond Home Alone.
1: But Chud, but Chug. let <laughs> to get this back on track, right? But Chug, <laughs> but Chug, uh, but Chud, uh, which stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underdwellers. Well, sort of. I mean, that's the name that they gave it in the in the Yeah, in but it's
0: actually something else, right?
1: Yeah, they actually called it um, Contamination Hazard Urban Disposal in, uh. the, in the movie. But yeah, no, I mean, in 1984, I mean, 80s to me is still one of the golden eras of horror. I think that's where it really kind of started to come out of its shell and start to do some of the most unique individual ideas. Some of the acting obviously wasn't as good as it is today. But the story ideas and the concepts were just so fucking unique. I
0: know. And, and what's cool about the 80s too in regards to this is this is before, like, everybody started laying on the uh, PG-13 route. Oh, yeah. So you got a little more harder edged. And the, the ratings board was different because you could get away with more blood. Nowadays, things are so fucking tight.
1: You know, I didn't really mind um, as a PG-13 was with the remake of The Ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was decent, I didn't mind it. Like, for a PG-13 movie, I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense, because they they did an element of fucking atmosphere, and, like, uh, I don't know. It was creepy, and, like, seeing the finger go down on the nail and shit like that was just, like, fucked up. But this movie, I don't know. Uh, To give you guys kind of an idea, if you haven't heard of this movie, a bizarre series of murders in New York City seems to pinpoint... Towards the existence of a race of mutant cannibals living under the streets, <laughs> but why? The movie kind of kicks off. It surrounds a photographer who's kind of a famous, like to do photographer. By the it's John Hurt's c- character, by the way. But John Hurt plays George Cooper, and there's this uh, chick that he's like, this is like a model, and they live in this apartment complex or studio. In New York. Yeah. He's taken pictures of, like, homeless people and stuff like that. And he's, like, actually developed some sort of relationship with a lot of the homeless people. And he starts to realize that some of the people are missing. One of the... There's, like, a bag lady. And then there's, like, other homeless people he took pictures of. But he kind of finds himself mixed up in this situation where he's trying to make his career off these homeless people photos. And they're asking for all this extra stuff, but he can't find like his main stars, the homeless people themselves, which he buys them like, you know, food or some shit, you know. 40 ounces. Yeah. It was just kind of a dick. (laughs) Kind of a, like, hey, yeah, you want a Twinkie? I'm going to help you out. Hey,
0: let me take a picture and
1: monetize you. Here's a cheeseburger. Yeah. I just made 10,000 off your photo. That's nice. Here's a Twinkie. (laughs) Eat that, you fucking piece of shit. No, but yeah. So essentially, like, He's kind of one of those, like, fuck you. I'm not going to stick. I'm an artist kind of guys. And then he goes out to try to figure out because his like agent is trying to push him to get more photos of this bag lady. And then they end up finding the bag lady gets arrested for some reason because she tries oh, to pull yeah. the gun off the cop or something. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. Well, she does because she wants to steal the gun to protect them in the sewers, oh, yeah, which does make sense. A turtle should protect her. Do you have anything any in, in particular about this movie that you would like to say first uh, about it? It's I, I kind of mentioned this before. It,
0: it's a movie that you kind of need to see to some degree just because it's so notorious. Right. It's notoriously bad, but it's one of those so bad it's good movies. But for me, it never really got that good. It's just really bad.
1: I don't know. There's some scenes that I liked.
0: There There really wasn't much of it for me. I mean, to me, the acting was terrible. Yeah. It was like, oh, no, I'm a cop. I will save you. It's it's stuff like that, but I still say see it because it's notorious. It's like I was I was telling uh, Alex like um uh, they probably spoofed it in other TV shows. I got a feeling they probably did it on Robot Chicken, but I know they did it on The Simpsons because there's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer doesn't want to go into the sewers because he's afraid that the uh, Chuds will get him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'm saying like it's pretty notorious for being bad. So on that note alone, I would say give it a watch it's almost like a an 80s or a modern version of uh, plan 9 from
1: outer space it's kind of got a typical story in the way because it's got like the whole radiation factor which was like an unknown thing in the 80s everybody was worried about radiation because of fucking nuclear fucking fallout and because of fucking uh all the fucking power uh yeah power the nuclear power plants and stuff like that like everybody was it was kind of a new thing i guess in a way so people were a little bit worried about it and what the dangers of it were so they got worried that what would happen if like they stored this nuclear material underground and like what would happen and it essentially changes these people into these fucking mutants i i did like the effects on with the creature. with
0: glowing eyes by the way i know i said i, I did like the effects on the creature. creatures effects was awesome uh, because uh I don't really see this kind of effect anymore. I saw it a lot in the 80s. Where, like, they create the thing, they make it look like an oil slick, and it's all oozing and weird-looking.
1: Right. You know, reminds- well, these things look like beefed-up fucking, like, warriors or some shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> some fucking, like, beefed-up gym rats. <laughs> beefed-up gym know, like, rats. Like, their necks were, like, they're all fucking, swollen. like, triangles, dude. You find
0: them in the sewers, and they're, like, fucking benching, yeah. like, fucking 250, <sighs> 300.
1: Oh, they're, like, eating a baby in one hand. Spot like, me, spot <laughs> me. <laughs> There's not a lot of story here, but what they do do well is, like, some of the... I I personally like some of the shots that they took in it. I love the opening movie, the opening scene with the fucking, the manhole. I thought that was well shot, like, really looked really nice. Oh, yeah. creature effects are fucking top-notch, like, for For, its time, I think. Yeah, for
0: the time and for the budget.
1: Right. Like, they did something different, like, glowing eyes, teeth that were, like, fucking ready to, like, saw people's (laughs) shit off. I just think it's kind of interesting what they did with that movie. Now, a lot of people say that that's their favorite. But still, for me, personally, I'm, I am kind of lean to the second one. And we'll get into that. Okay, yeah. But I just kind of, I don't know. Like, while I like some of the aesthetics of the first one, and it kind of would have been nice to see how serious they would have taken it in the second one, I kind of feel like part two is kind of like Return of the Living Dead sort of style. Yeah, exactly. Like part two or three. All right, probably part two, with a mix of three.
0: The first one, they were trying to make it a serious movie, and people kind of saw it as funny because it was so bad, it was good. Kind of right. Funny. You know, And then they saw that, and they monopolized on it, or capitalized on it for the sequel, and they made the sequel more of a comedy.
1: The original concept art for the uh, Chuds featured, uh, it's basically in the... If you look at the still gallery in the Anchor Bay DVD release, it shows that their faces look more like an animal than what the creatures that they came up with. And I'm sure they had probably like a billion different fucking concepts for it. In 2011, as an April Fool's Day joke, Criterion, the Criterion Collection people, Oh, yeah. posted that they were going to make, this was going to be their next release for a special edition (laughs) DVD and Blu-ray disc for the film. But later on it came out that that was a joke. And I couldn't (laughs) imagine that they would ever pick Chud. Chud. Uh, Yeah, but. As a Criterion uh, collection. It just goes
0: back to what I was saying. Like, uh, TV shows are parodying it because it's so bad. Right. So if if Criterion is making a joke.
1: But see, there's something to be said about that. If fucking Simpsons are using it as a fucking, you know, a joke and there's some sort of parody towards that, then it means that it it, it affected somebody in that way. Oh, yeah. So. Was it a great film? I don't know. I don't even know what to name, like, number it out of a 10, but it's definitely something that. I enjoy. I just personally like part two a lot more. Bud the Chub. Well, because you know you got Garrett Graham in it. Mary Wardov is in it for like a little bit. She was in Terravision. Oh, okay. Night of the Comet Part Two. Um, I think stands out in its own on its own as a completely different film, completely different atmosphere. It's a total joke to the bone movie. That never really got much of it. I don't even think it got... It got a DVD release in, like, Europe and shit. Damn. But it never got one here in America.
0: Uh, That's weird. I mean, So,
1: if you had a copy of the VHS, you were very... It was rare. And then I bought a copy of the, like, region, whatever it was at the time. You know what I mean? DVD. It was pretty hard to find. It was directed by David Irving. If you guys aren't familiar with him... He did a couple other movies like weird movies like *Rumpled uh The Emperor's Clothes. Um, those are the bigger ones that he did. After Chud, he actually did Night of the Cyclone. But other than that, for the most part, he only did shorts after Chud too. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I, I can't really see
0: a director going from uh, features back to shorts. Right. Unless it's a money thing or control thing.
1: Don't Who know. knows? Uh, the writer for it was Ed Naha, who actually did the writing for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, and the horror movie Dolls.
0: Oh, the Stuart Gordon Stuart one. Stuart
1: Gordon one, yeah. Yeah. So, which is interesting to know that they worked together on this for part two. But I think the whole movie kind of had like a vibe of Return of the Living Dead style writing. Not as maybe cool or hip, but you could tell that they were trying to go for that angle a little bit. Yeah. kind of like it it actually Chud 2 kind of reminds me of of Night of the Creeps more than anything. Huh. Because I mean they find the body in the fucking morgue, they're trying to find another body. Oh yeah. That's totally Night of the Creeps right there. The story goes a military experiment to create a race of superhuman warriors <laughs> goes awry and legions of murderous zombies are unleashed upon a suburban neighborhood. Which is interesting. It's like now there's zombies. Yeah. They weren't like these like weird creatures with glowing eyes anymore. They took it to the zombie realm in a way.
0: They're loosely connected movies, but they're two different movies. Right. Two separate universes. What did you think of it? I thought it was really slow up until the end. Really? Yeah, for me it was. You didn't find any humor in it up until the. I did not laugh once. Really? Yeah, I didn't I laugh, thought it was laugh silly. at all. Once the chuds got to the dance, that's when it started to pick up for me
1: okay and to give you guys an idea bud the chud who's the star of the show villain whatever you would want to call him is garrett graham played in TerraVision. vision he did a couple other like non-horror movies but he was also in chopping mall for a short second chopping mall's fantastic i like i you know i watched that recently on uh shutter i thought that was really fun Well shopping costume an arm was... and a leg
0: yeah is that what it says that's, is that the, the, tag that's line? the tagline and my other—that's one of my favorite taglines for a movie. My second favorite is, favorite is popcorn. Buy a bag, go home in a box.
1: <laughs> I like our tagline for fucking J- the J- Jiggles show, the Mister Jiggles show. Oh yeah, what was he's going to build the best show piece by bloody piece? <laughs> <laughs> Just seemed typical, but yeah, Gary Graham's in it, and to be honest, I think I think Gary Graham is one of the more underrated '80s actors. Uh, Or just actors in general. He got kind of picked for a lot of like schlocky, Mm -hmm. fun, jokey movies. But I'd seen an interview with him and he was talking about how he felt like he could pretty much act any way he wanted to. He wasn't a method actor. So he wouldn't like go and lock himself in a room for like two weeks Mm -hmm. and like pretend, you know, as somebody else. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, I'm just going to make it up on the spot, you know, and just do it. Which is probably good and bad. Like, I, I think that's really an old school way of acting,
0: right? I I've heard uh, stories from actors. Uh, I I don't know who or what or where or whatever, but where it was like some old school actor and some new actor, mm-hmm. and the new actor was trying to be all method and crazy, like like you said, locking himself in the room, right? And the old school guy was like, "What the fuck is your problem? Just act, dude. That's the whole point. Right? You just talk. Yeah." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's pretty interesting. Some of the uh features that they had on Chud 2, the Vestron Collector series or whatever, they weren't really great, but they were decent. And it was weird to see Garrett Graham in the age that he was. Uh, but whatever. You know, it's uh he was talking about how he was kind of an arrogant prick at that oh, time. Oh, really? And then he thought he could be better at Hamlet than anybody else. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, he was like, but I just kept getting hired for these movies, and I figured I could do anything I wanted, and it didn't really matter, because I could just act, and I just needed to get paid. <laughs> so he just did it anyway. But he said he was kind of too snooty at the time. Brian Robbins, actually, one of the, the main kids with the mullet.
0: Oh, yeah. You
1: know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He, he went on to produce, like, a of fucking movies dude from, like after that he just like went on to fucking like produce and produce and produce and produce he did a lot of TV shows and stuff like that but it's just interesting to know that someone from that movie actually ended up having like a pretty big career I thought it was a good balance between silly and funny and a little over the top it, it does have like that Return of the Living Dead 2 feel yeah but it also has that Night of the Creeps feel to it as well might not be as funny or quirky or stylish as, like, Night of the Creeps, but still better than Return of the Living Dead too, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it
0: was, uh, like I said, I thought it was a little slow up until the end because I was having a hard time following it because I was... If if I'm not fully engaged in a film and I'm just not really doing it for me, yeah. I start doing other things. Right. But once it started to roll toward the end, there's actually a... Well, I don't, do we want to talk about our favorite stuff right now in the film? Well, we can. Okay, because I think... Um, my uh, One of my favorite scenes was when the, the Chuds show up to the dance mm-hmm. and uh, the, the kids are in the uh, chemistry room Okay, and they kill the professor. Oh, with the where they stuck
1: the Bunsen burner through his head. Yeah, I thought that was a, a really cool scene. Yeah, and we didn't even mention our fucking favorite scenes from uh, the first one, by the way.
0: Yeah, I don't know what favorite scenes they had from the first one.
1: My favorite was when the fucking... When they go, like, from from the first Chud, guys, sorry. From the first Chud is when the glowing head goes into the studio apartment, chasing after the girl or the guy. Uh. And then his head sort of, like, almost comes off. It, like, grows and, like, Like, (laughs) I thought that was really awesome. Other than that, there wasn't really that many... Scenes per se, but for Chud too. So you said what was your favorite? Oh, the professor getting his uh, head slammed through the bunsen burner thingy. That was a really unique shot because they actually used a real flame.
0: Yeah. The the other thing I liked about it too is uh, it was the only scene of the film where I actually started feeling some uh, I don't say sense of dread or like uh, tension. I guess for some reason when the, if, like I was watching the guy like gro- grope after the girl and they're trying to get away, and that's when it kind of actually started feeling like some. Real tension for me. Really, I, yeah. I don't.
1: I didn't ever think that they were trying to go for tension in this. They, one. they
0: may not, but I, I felt something. I also dug the very last scene. It's really cheesy. Oh, you know what else I can talk about too? What? And this is like me being super, super, super nitpicky. And this is totally stupid. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: you know how they basically have the uh, the guns that shoot like the ice, the ice in it. That's how they freeze them.
1: That's why I say Return of the Living Dead Three. Oh.
0: That, that has that vibe in it. I was going to say, uh, I actually watched a Mythbusters episode where they tried to actually see if that was possible. And it wasn't. Well, what they had to do is it had to be shooting the, uh, the whatever the cold liquid is, nitri- liquid nitrogen. Right. And it also had to be shooting water at the same time. While they were doing it. While they are doing it. And it also had to be in a room that's already, like, almost freezing.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. Like, there's no way. But they yeah. make it look so simple. There's, like, even a scene at the end of the movie, almost, where they're on the diving board. And yeah. he's, like... Down on the floor and shooting it up towards Garrett Graham's Chud Bud the Chud. Oh yeah! And she's standing right next to it. I'm like, uh, if it's that powerful, she's probably gonna freeze. Yeah, you know what else I liked about that whole sequence? Why
0: that one? That room brunette chick. She was fucking hot.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was um.
0: What she whatever she was wearing that she, she changed did into. an
1: interview for the for the second one as well. Her name is Trisha Lee uh, Fisher.
0: Yeah, I, th- I mean her her bathing suit thing was like so. 80s but at the same time i'm like yeah i'm down she I'm down said
1: that that fucking outfit because it was like that one piece yeah. where it like went up her crotch and like a v up to her shoulders <laughs> yeah and she said that that was like it was riding her so much oh, yeah. that she had a run in it and stuff she, and she was like i it? kept getting a wedgie oh. so but yeah she really actually it seemed like she was like she really admires the film, and she's like, you know, it's like one of those shitty movies, but I had so much fun doing it. And just the way she seemed about it, she seemed so happy just that's, to be a totally part cool, of it. That's
0: That's fucking awesome.
1: Whereas, like, Gary Graham was, like, kind of run down and tired and pissed off that he'd ever done anything. Uh, uh. He still was, like, open about it and talked about it, but she just seemed so much more vibrant about it. There was a couple of fucking really great one-liners in this movie. Uh, one of my one of my favorite quotes was uh, when the colonel, who was like in charge of the chuds, like the the this <laughs> section. This is why it reminds me of Return of the Living Dead Three a little bit. Okay, because he's kind of like the guy that wanted to like have this operation work with these creatures, but it went wrong and they couldn't do it. So it just totally reminds me of Part Three, um, in Return of the Living Dead. But he goes as he's driving by the barber shop. He's like oh my god, only the goddamnedest ugly barber I've ever seen. (laughs) I was just like, Jesus, that shit made me crack up. And then there's this scene where the chick is uh, doing the exercising, and she's like, yeah, like you've ever fucking gained any weight, you fucking dirty fucking uh, (laughs) sock-wearing slut bitch whore, something like that. And then Bud the Chud's like dancing outside. Do you remember that part? (laughs) Oh yeah, one of the lines that
0: I remember. It's this is a terrible, terrible line. What I have told you about it, and I'm I'm a big fan of like terrible humor. At the end of the movie, the Colonel guys in the back of a truck driving away, and uh, he has a blanket on, and this little dog jumps up in the back of the car or the back of the truck,
1: and he's like, "Shh, shh, I'm undercover." Yeah, that was really bad. I was like, really, dude? But the tone of the film was silly. Yeah, like, there yeah. is no way that you should take this movie, like, serious. Oh, yeah. It, it is just silly. But if you have a, a kind of a, a, if you're a fan of, like, something like Night of the Creeps, Return of the Living Dead 1, <clears throat> 2, or 3, there's elements of that in there because of the type of zombies they are. It's very similar. They don't die a special way. In fact, the only way they can die is to be frozen and electrocuted. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, you could say as far
0: as like even if you're into trauma, I mean this is a little higher budget little. I don't want to say better than trauma because I like trauma films.
1: Oh, I think it's better than trauma. Okay,
0: yeah, I was going to say it is a step above trauma.
1: I think. Yeah, I mean trauma has its place, and we talked about watching the Death Race 2050 and how it kind of reminded me us of the golden days of trauma. Yeah, in a way. One of the things, uh, Robert England. He makes like a, a literally like at the quickest cameo and I call, I saw it immediately and I forgot that he was in it. I was like that's Robert England. Oh, He's like really? walking across a street uh, with a kid and it's totally him. But they do nothing more with it. Uh, like they don't show a close up of his face. It's just back up but I'm like that's Robert England. And it totally is confirmed that he is in this. But other than that, I mean there really isn't too too much about this film. It was interesting to kind of watch some of the extras in the film collector series. And by the way, guys, if, if you guys collect these, uh, Vestron series, um, this one wasn't as bad, but I've noticed with the Vestron series, I'm just curious if you guys are experiencing the same thing or I'm just seeing shit, but I feel like when I'm watching the movie, it feels like it's vibrating a little bit. Like almost like the film was like flapping around when they were recording it.
0: <laughs> Maybe you were flapping around.
1: No, but it really feels that way. And it's oh, like, you. that really bothers me a little bit because It's just like it just feels like it's vibrating. But this one didn't do it as bad. Return of the Living Dead 3 did. So I don't know. When I got that for the Vestron series or whatever, so but now if you had to pick out of the two, like which one of these do you think would be your favorite? It's it's really tough because I
0: like and dislike both of them for different reasons. Right.
1: Like if you if you could mash them together to make a movie.
0: I like the first one for its I hate I hate using the term historical value.
1: Okay. but because it's so
0: notoriously bad, I like the first one because it's notoriously bad uh, okay. but if you're looking at actual film and plot and story, uh, I'd say go with the second one.
1: It's like it's it's really hard to destroy uh, or pick one over the other because it's kind of like you're it's like two different movies like it doesn't, yeah, it, it, it really totally. makes no sense to even kind of compare them as to chud one and two because they do so much different. The first one's like literally creatures underground fighting people, and then you got the second one, which is, like, zombies, like, they completely rewrote the whole fucking thing. Yeah,
0: and it, and you go from uh, a serious horror movie to, like, slapstick nonsense.
1: Right. And, and honestly, it's weird that it even had a sequel to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder what made them want to make a sequel for it anyway. But obviously, they made enough money to, to be able to do that. But yeah, I lean a little bit more to Chud 2, uh just because i just i thought it was just fun and i i don't know the silly humor and stuff in it it just it just i don't know it just strikes me right but if you guys have a favorite what do you guys think If you like the first one more and why do you like it if you like the second one more why do you like it like if if you don't like one either of them why do you not like them
0: yeah or or maybe there's another film that's in this similar to it
1: right that'd be interesting because if
0: like, let's say I'm saying that I'm not a big fan of Chud 2, but mm-hmm. then, you know, like you said, uh, Return to the Living Dead. Three, yeah. Living and Time Night of, 3, of the Creeps, yeah. Maybe some other movie that's similar that we can check out.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a good point. But yeah, guys, I mean, that's pretty much it for our show today. We tried to give you a little bit extra. You know, we're missing. We're one man down. But um, we really do appreciate you guys stopping by. And if you haven't already, please do add us on our social media. If you're listening to us on YouTube now, add us, uh, like us, subscribe to us, and then hit the little bell button on the bottom so you can follow us when we post new stuff. Yeah, we love it when you ring our bell. Uh, we're on Instagram and all these other places so if you can, just definitely follow us and let us know and we'll try to keep you up to date also let us know if you have any ideas for a horror shot or grave plots, if you got a name for a fucking movie that you just want to come up off off the top try to be as vague as possible the more vague, the better we have uh, to not lead us into the story, we can just kind of make it up as we go thanks for stopping by we will be back on Monday, probably with Pat, I'm pretty sure. So I, ho-
0: I hope, man. I hope. I miss it, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody here to grab my dick.
1: Yeah. It's like when I'm with you, I'm like, wow, this is what was wrong with the show. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next time on Monday. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Beyond the Veil vale Horror Podcast. See you guys. Vail Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday for a new episode.